From the Summer Skate Studios, this is Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled bays, increased safety measures with your choice of games, as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. San Diego State University, building the foundations of something bigger at the top college hockey program in California. Go to sdsuhockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it on or off the ice. Summer skates, shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University Hockey. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHAM1 national champions as they look to add a third championship banner to the rafters. Jets Pizza. With six different styles of pizza and eight different styles of crust to go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. Peterson Toyota, earning the trust of our loyal customers at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins every day for over 50 years. AT&T Wireless, fast, reliable, and secure. M-Drive, our boost and burn is specially designed to help you get active, get lean, and burn fat. Get yours at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University Hockey, 20 years of the action you crave, only faster. Drurians and Suites. Find out why we say our home is your home. Visit us at DruryHotels.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue for your next catered event. Or at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. And now our new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, to another episode of Analytics and Eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Maricopa, Arizona, and the Harris Resort at, uh, I don't know, 30 miles south of Phoenix. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you on this Monday night? Um, It's, uh, you know, it's okay. We're just trying to get uh, ready for this weekend, you know. Something going on this weekend that we need to know about? or uh, nah, not really. Ah, yes, there is. And he's coming on to talk about it. The head coach from Arizona State University, Greg Power, is going to be joining us here in a few minutes to oh, talk was... about what I'm calling, Paul, perhaps one of the, if not the biggest, certainly one of the biggest uh, uh, series in the history of Arizona State hockey. Well, I was thinking more about food on Thursday. but oh, um... okay. But, Let's no, ask I, Coach about that. Let's ask him what's on his mind. Food on absolutely. Thursday or a matchup against the Minnesota Golden Gophers in Mullet Arena on Friday and Saturday? Well, listen, all I know is this. I only know that that that's been circled on the calendars for a long time. Seven years? Well, not necessarily <laughs> seven years. But, Maybe. Uh, um, They're blue well, blood. Okay. Well, they knocked yeah. off a of blue blood already. Well, listen, I'm all for that. I mean, I mean, I meant specifically when the schedule came out. So, but yeah, um, I expected to see a few more teams from that league on the schedule, but, you know. I'm cool. trying to hear you here, but my microphone and my uh, headphones are not cooperating together. So 
Can you still hear me? Yeah, you're fine. Um, okay. Yeah, you're good. Okay, I hear um, you too now, so that's a good thing. I just, yeah. I guess the thing of it is just don't move. If you just sit in one spot and don't move, everything's good. Well, <laughs> is that you talking about me or you? Because I only sit in one spot. I'm talking about me. Okay. <laughs> I know you sit in one spot, so everything's good for you. Okay, before Coach comes on, let's quickly jump into your Super 16. Okay. I haven't seen it, so I have no idea that's what it lie. is. That's a lie. We know I, that's a lie. I haven't seen it, so I have no idea what it is. Uh, but anyway, let's get into it before Coach comes on so we can spend as much time as possible with Coach okay. Greg Powers right. of Arizona State. Um, since I haven't seen it, you're going to have to literally tell me what it is. <laughs> so, um, so go ahead. Start from the top, my friend. Are you okay? You want me to go that way? Well, we, we told you who the top team was going to be yesterday. Who was that? That would be the Denver. Yeah, we, like, we just like to hear you say that. <laughs> um, All that, of us Denver people. Right. Then we go to that other maroon and gold team. That'd be the team that's coming to Mullet Arena this weekend. Yes. The Minnesota um, Gophers. Yeah. Quinnipiac. Okay. BU. Okay. And UConn. Which okay. you could have which you could have switched to. But yeah. You, you honestly you probably could have put those three teams in any order. I, I don't have any problem with that, except I think UConn continues to climb and until somebody starts knocking them off. Um, they're going to continue to climb up that board and be chasing yeah. Denver by the time it's all said and done. Yeah, like I said, you could have thrown them in those three teams in any order, and um, it, I think it would have been okay. Uh, okay, Michigan, what do you got after UConn? Michigan. Okay. Uh, Minnesota State, also on the A's. Is Michigan the big M or the little M? I keep forgetting. Michigan is the big M. Okay, they're the big M. Okay, go ahead. Right, so that's, by the way, uh, ASU has uh, two, four, five, uh, six games for sure against the top seven in the Super 16, just so you know. Yeah, that's eight, fun. That's fun. Eight, eight is Lowell. Nine is Penn State. And 10 is Ohio State. Okay, I keep getting messages from Penn State going like, what do we have to do to get Paul Hornstein to think that we're better than this? Oh, well, we can talk about that off the air. How, how many how many wins do we need though? And they're going like, how many wins do we have to get for us to be considered a top five team with Paul Hornstein? Um, I don't know. Keep winning, <laughs> find out. Okay, what's next? Uh, Providence, Merrimack, Michigan State, and I finally gave in. I mean, eleven and three. Um, St. Cloud at 14. They still have to convince me some more, but. <laughs> 11 and 3, and they still got to convince you. Okay. Yeah, well. uh, okay. Who you got? The, who are the last two? Northeastern and Michigan Tech, who ASU also has to play. Jeez. So, what we're seeing right out of this whole get go is other than Denver, you are heavily biased towards the East and the Big Ten. Clearly. <laughs> clearly what, what's going on there is it location where you're at or, or what's the deal because there's a big matchup um i'm told from dave starman that there's a, a big matchup happening at northwell this weekend uh well i'm sure there is but you know how's well, state coming to town uh, well yeah I, I i get that i'm just Oh, yeah, you're going to be eating turkey, and that's the biggest thing for you this weekend. Well, yeah. you're, you're not really interested in anything that goes on after that. Well, that's true. That's true. So, so 
let me peel back the onion on this a little bit for our listeners. I, I told Paul Hornstein before the show, I said, hey, Eric Larkin wants to come on either uh, Sunday or Monday next week um, from uh, Alaska Fairbanks. And Paul goes, he does? He wants to come on uh, at the end of a Thanksgiving holiday? I'm going like, it's Sunday or Monday. Thanksgiving is Thursday. It's over with. Can he talk? I'll still be, I'll still be eating leftovers, but that's okay. You don't think he can talk? He can talk on Sunday or Monday whenever he wants. We love oh, having yeah, Eric I on. I get no, I do too. I, I I have to make sure I get up to Albany and back in time. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, so it's all coming together now. It's all about you. <laughs> well, isn't it always? Most of the time, is that is a fact. <laughs> you know, I listen. You know, we peasants have to get our moment once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, if I'm the king, the king is getting whooped up bad this week. So, um, yeah. Anyway, we'll get into that another time. We don't need to discuss that on the air. But anyway, um, so it's 68 and sunny here today, but going to be cloudy tomorrow, I hear. So. And, 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 and I should have real, and I did not real, and I'll admit it, I did not realize that Ohio State was coming to here. Uh, that's my bad. Um, I was focused too much on what's going on at Mullet. Um, maybe you need Yeah, you moved, didn't you? Because the last thing I heard you say was, I, I maybe I should what? Oh, I don't know if you've become disconnected or... No, I'm still here. Oh, I don't know now why you're I'm back. the host now. Now you're back. I don't know why I'm the host, but okay. <laughs> well, the producer couldn't hear you and I couldn't hear you. So we were just like talking to ourselves going like, what happened to Paul? Come on. He Nothing just took off. What happened to you guys? <laughs> okay, um, it's two against one, so there was definitely you. Yeah, and like I said, I, it is my way too focused on mullet this weekend. I don't even know what the rest of the schedule is. How about that? <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to be look. I'm going to be in the building, so I'm going to be pretty darn focused on it as well. And now I have to look because, to be honest, I haven't. I know that's for tomorrow night, but. Uh, <laughs> They're probably uh, northeastern. No, that's that was uh, nineteen. So <laughs> well, well, tomorrow night we know that Eric Larkin's team is going to be playing Penn State, um, right? Playing Penn State on a Tuesday, right. Wednesday before the uh, the holidays. So that'll be interesting. Uh, well, this is, and I don't know if this is where we're where where this would be. I don't know. Um, uh, there are a series of games being played over in uh, Belfast. And they call it the uh, Friendship Four. Yeah. Uh, UMass is playing Lowell, and there's a non-conference game, I believe. Um, Dartmouth is playing Quinnipiac. Um, so there's that. Uh, some other big non-conference games. Uh, Notre Dame is playing uh, BU and BC this weekend. That will that will be interesting. But let's uh, let's save that for tomorrow. Let's get a couple of quick uh, sponsors in okay. before Coach Powers comes on, and then we'll uh, dig in with Coach. We'll be right back. Go from the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. 
on your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Gail McCarr. Gail McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious me. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is Monday night, which means it is analytics and eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Maricopa, Arizona, at the beautiful Harrah's Resort Casino, uh, just outside of Phoenix, Arizona. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining me from Long Island, New York, where, Paul, you escaped six feet of snow to the west of you the northwest mm. of you i guess in buffalo so good for you i'm glad oh. to hear that that snow didn't uh, blanket you as well no we um got nothing which is <laughs> just the way i like it i would have hated to see you on your roof shoveling six feet of snow like i saw pictures of buffalo that's nuts yeah, <laughs> that's just nuts why does anybody live there <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You you cheered you cheered your son Charlie on for uh, making the decision not to go to the University oh, of Buffalo. Sm smartest movie ever. Smartest movie ever made. God, it's just <laughs> nuts. Just get out of that area. Oh. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll talk to Coach Powers here in a little bit. I hope and uh, find out uh, what his thoughts were with uh, <laughs> with uh, being out in Potsdam, New York. Uh, thankfully, and I'm sure he's Buffalo. he's very gracious for this for the ability to charter out there instead of having to go commercial, oh, yeah. especially this weekend. And, um, 
Uh, we're also going to find, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's just, yeah, I'm sure he was very happy about that when, he's, when he saw the weather reports. So, and that's probably the first question we'll ask him. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why um, not? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. Uh, well, I've got a whole bunch of questions. I'm sure you do too. I don't know. Uh, have we had him on since Peter Menino got him on? <laughs> I don't think we have, have we? I don't think so, but. Maybe we did have him one time. It seems to me I brought that up to him, but it could have been too uh, not on the show. But anyway, so we'll see if we can uh, connect with Coach Powers here shortly. Uh, In the meantime, uh, analytics and eyeballs is about numbers and what we see. Paul's giving you a Super 16. That's uh, the numbers based on what he saw. Um, But but the other uh, rankings came out today, too. And, uh, you know, as you would expect, Denver, number one, Minnesota, number two, pretty much across the board, everywhere you look, everywhere you ask. Um, you saw Minnesota and Michigan uh, in preview for this weekend. Uh, what did what did you think? Um, what did you think of those two teams? Well, I, I think that both of those teams are very skilled offensively. I still waiting for one of them to play defense. Um, I, I I saw. You know, two teams that, like I said, very skilled, even though they were missing players, uh, especially Michigan. And I'm not, you know, and nobody nobody cried any tears for ASU when they were down six players. But uh, in one of the, in that game Thursday night, I think it was, Michigan had to dress their third string goalie as a regular player <laughs> in order to meet whatever requirements that that they had to get enough players on the bench. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I mean, and I'm just saying, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, Coach Powers probably knows about that rule much oh. better than we do. Oh, I'm certain he does. Um, not that he doesn't have a few players that he's missing himself, but um, and hopefully those guys will be back this week because they can certainly use a couple of them. Um, but I still saw, you know, a team, teams that, it was pond hockey is basically the the way I, I even, I think why I even texted you that. Yeah, you did. Uh, is, isn't that big 10 hockey altogether though? Pond hockey kind of. Um, yeah. Except for Notre Dame. Yeah. And I keep trying to not look at it that way going into every season. And then I watch some games and yep. Yep. Nope. Not changed. And I think they would tell you that they that's the skill of their offensive players. But you, you look at Minnesota's roster, and starting the season, Paul, they were touting just how good they were defensively, too. Um, well, listen, I mean, I guess you could say eye of the beholder. But, you know, I haven't seen it. Well, you know, uh, obviously there are at least nine people that disagree with me in one poll. <laughs> seven and another because <laughs> they voted them as the number one team so what do i know um who I says you look at polls who says uh, you I don't, don't. <laughs> i had mine done sunday i know but you know how many people voted against you <laughs> uh, just well enough certainly <laughs> enough uh, uh, i don't know some people even gave saint cloud first place votes that's nuts I might have. I mean, come on. Uh, I I may be grudgingly moving into their corner, but not 
number one team in the country. Brett Larson's going to be sending us text messages wow, of hate whatever. mail. You can send me the hate mail. I don't care. <laughs> I work how, how could we put them so hate. far down the ladder when they, uh, they're they 11 and 3? Yeah, I don't Well, because that's what I've seen. And I've seen enough of them. And nobody can, nobody can question the amount of NCHC teams that I see. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, uh, I want to ask about a Brendan Bushy goal that got him apparently a nice award from the NCHC from scoring from 180 feet on Caden Embarico. It was a weird weekend for a lot of different goals. <laughs> not just that one. But not many of them came by driving the net, did they? Um, <laughs> the weird ones, no. And And I'll die on that hill. I, I don't care. What anybody says. And here's the crazy part. I was having this conversation last night. And, oh, by the way, there was a story that came out today about the same thing. (laughs) And I did not write it. Uh, I love it. I love it. I think we got our guest on. Let's see if we have uh, the head coach from Arizona State, Greg Powers, with us. Coach, uh, are you with us tonight? I'm with you guys. Sorry about that. I was scrambling. I I, I don't think I've been on so long. I I forgot my password. Oh, well, we got to fix that. We got to fix that. I think the last time we had you on, I was just telling Paul that I think Peter Menino called you. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah that was a beauty yeah yeah <laughs> so anyway it's great to have you on first of all it's nice to know that you made it back to the sunshine from potsdam new york and yeah. how nice was it to have a charter uh, going to potsdam and back during a uh, a major snowstorm very close to you uh, it was awesome you know i mean we, you, you kind of strategically pick because you know you don't get a charter on every every trip but that's one we did it the last time we went there um you know, right before COVID, it's a tough place to get to. We went to Clarkson in our first, first, no, it was actually our hybrid season. And, uh, and it took us, I think, 18 hours to get there and about 20 to get back. So we, we said, if we're going back to Clarkson, we're chartering. We did it. Uh, we got a big win in overtime the Saturday night. Unfortunately, came away empty handed this time, but, um, it, it was nice. We, we did get stuck there Saturday. They didn't let us out. So we had to stay an extra night. Because the nice thing about the charter is you, you get back on the plane Saturday and you make up time moving back west and in your bed by, you know, 1 a.m. But um, because of the weather, we, we were stuck there till 6 p.m. on Sunday. But it was a nice, easy flight back. Uh, that's good news to hear. Um, I told Paul and I told everybody that would listen to me that this might be the biggest series uh, in Arizona State hockey history. A- am I uh, – over overdoing that or how do you look at this yeah you know I, I mean i guess you you could you could say that i mean just just the the arena and the atmosphere i think that we're going to be in the the team that we're playing is unbelievable um you could easily make the case they're the best team in the country right now them in denver i mean i think they i think we have it right at one two either or um but yeah you know i mean i, I think the north dakota game was one that we had circled more than any um, for for a lot of reasons, and and this is certainly another one. You know, this is this is a huge opportunity for our program. Well, coach, I would assume that uh, knowing what was coming up ahead, that turning the page from this weekend wasn't that hard for the players. Yeah, you know, we we, we just had a voluntary day today because you know we were supposed to get back Saturday night, and then yesterday was supposed to be our day off, and then. 
we were gonna we were gonna get after it today, but we weren't able to practice today because of the the rule you can't practice the day after a travel day. So we didn't we didn't have much team interaction today. Um, obviously, I spoke to a few kids and captains and whatnot, but we're ready to get after it. You know, it was it was a tough weekend. It was frustrating because you know we did we play great? No, but we we do feel like we probably deserved a little bit better fate than than zero two on the trip. Um, but. Uh, you know, we're we're just looking to you know, hopefully we we'll get a couple bodies back. We we were really thin. You know, we we just were really thin when you got to play your your top two lines. You know, twenty four to twenty eight minutes a night. It, you know, you're you're gonna kind of tuck her out, and and that's what happened. You know, we're missing Jackson Niedermeyer and Ryan Alexander, Jack Jensen. Um, you know, Charlie Shane. I mean. You know, some, you know, Demetrius Kumanzis is maybe 50%. I mean, it, you're just thin, you know, and, and it happens to every team. Unfortunately, it happened to us at a, at a bad time. And, um, man, we, we, we went there and battled and, and 16 seconds away from getting overtime Friday. And when we tied it up Saturday, I, I really thought we were going to, we were going to win that game, but it just didn't go our way. Well, uh, I, I'm not going to ask you to give away the store, but, do you expect at least a few of those players back for this weekend? We're hoping to get a, probably two of them back. Not all of them, they, for sure. Not all of them. Um, you know, so you know, and those are those are really good players. They're really good, yeah. really good players that that provide us the depth that that we need to get through our schedule and play the teams that we 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 like playing. You know, and and so it's it's tough to. It's tough to to you know Clarkson's a big, strong, heavy team, and when you're missing five guys out of your lineup, um, you know it, it's it's tough to match up over the course of two games. So we, we'll get a couple back this weekend. Uh, the, the good thing is is we didn't lose. I mean Jenner Jenner was in the lineup at Clarkson, and then he unfortunately got hurt. You know about his second shift into the in the Friday night, so we were without him both games, and we don't expect him to be back this weekend. We we do think he'll be back. Um, the following weekend uh, when we were at Denver, though. So that's good. Well, first of all, you know, it, it, Clarkson's been a weird team this year. Um, you know, especially been following them very closely, especially since the first time you played them. And they're always a big, tough, physical team, very defensive oriented. And it was kind of surprising that they struggled so much early in the year because um, that's very much not like that program. No, they're good. They, they have all. They have, they're deep. They they have everything, every piece you could possibly want. They have some really high end talent up front. Some really big, you know, all their D are big, strong D that defend really well. And then and Ethan Hader is a hell of a goalie. He was really good last weekend. So, you know, if you would have told me we went into Clarkson and, and held them under thirty shots both nights, outshot them on the weekend, we we outchanced them both nights. Um, you know, I, I would have never thought we we went away with without getting a win, but you know that's that's college hockey. It's hard to win, and um, it was a, it was a it was a big weekend because it was a swing weekend where if we just could have, you know, gotten through those sixteen seconds, I mean that was a they they got a cheapie on us, you know, to, to win the game and and um, you know just get to overtime and 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 play your chances and and it's a good way to start the weekend on the road. And continue what we had a five game win streak going. So now, now we just got to get back after it, you know, and start another one this Friday against the Gophers. Okay, coach. Uh, let me hold on a second, Paul. Now we get, we're right. going to turn the page on Clarkson. We're done with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we got we got hyping up to do here because Minnesota's coming to town, and we know Thanksgiving weekend and 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 um, 
the football team at Arizona State's on its way down south. So you're going to be the talk of the town this weekend again, and as it should be in my book. But um, you had a chance to play, and it's no secret that during the COVID year you played in the Big Ten. You got a real good taste of what uh, they their style is like. And I've told you this, Coach, I think before, that uh, being a Minnesota native, I don't think I've ever seen a University of Minnesota hockey team get more up to play a hockey team than they do to play you. Uh, they, they don't want to ever lose to you. <laughs> and I don't know if they want to lose to anybody, but they never want to lose to you for some particular reason. And uh, Paul and I were talking about, they kind of play a, an open style of hockey, very offensive. And I think all of the big 10 with the, maybe the exception of Notre Dame is that style. So do you pre- prepare any differently or do you just prepare your guys to play your style and, and try to impose, impose your will on them? Yeah, you know, whatever whatever their distaste for our program is, I don't I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, that's okay. But we don't it, expect you to know, Coach. No, okay. yeah, and and <laughs> and we don't really care. Um, you know, but we haven't forgotten about those last two games. You know, I knew you and, and and um, you know, I mean, we 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 could have forfeited those games, and we decided not to. And 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 in their defense, look like they they they, they were just coming off of getting swept. I think it was Notre Dame that just swept them. They, uh, they got all their guys back from the world juniors right before they played us. And we had 11, I'll never forget. I mean, I, I have the picture on my phone, <laughs> 11 able bodies against that team on that ice surface. And, um, and we, and we did the best we could, you know, it was a crazy year. And and so, you know, you got to play the game and and they played and played hard and played to the buzzer. And, and we respect that, but um, certainly doesn't mean we have to forget it, you know, and, um, and we got a, a handful of guys that, that went through that up there against them. And I know they haven't forgotten it. And, um, this week's all about educating our new guys on, on what we went through. And, uh, we're excited to have them in our building. You know, they're the first big 10 team to return, um, uh, to us from that season that everybody owes us a trip back from, from that season. So, so credit to Bob for, you know, honoring that commitment and, and coming in over a holiday weekend and playing us and, uh, they certainly don't talk anybody. They've had a really tough non-conference schedule as well, and, uh, and 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 you know we get a couple guys back, and and we've proven to be tough to beat at Mullet, and and that's the the goal is is to go get a win on Friday. Coach, let me just ask you a quick side question because as you said, you you took the picture and you still have it in your phone. Uh, Michigan dressed their third string goalie as a regular player this 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 past weekend against. Uh, the Gophers. What is the for those of us who are uneducated? What is the minimum number of players you have to have on the bench? Well, during the COVID year, if it was under fifteen skaters, you you could you could uh, right cancel the game. Right now, uh, I I don't think there's necessarily a minimum. I think it's just you know I don't I don't know I I don't know any coach that that's gonna forfeit if he's got three lines, I mean, they, they had three lines right. in seven D and they dressed their third string goalie to, to serve penalties, you know? So they had, they had, if they got a bench minor and I think he did. He did. Uh, yeah, they, they did. And so, you know, credit to Michigan, like, the, you know, what they went through is nobody wants their team or players to go through that, you know, a virus that kind of whips through their team. But I don't think many people felt, that sorry for him. They still had like six first round draft picks in their life. Yeah, wow. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I get that. And, just... and so, you know, like it, it's it's not like they they were throwing together a, a potluck of 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 men's leaguers or club guys. Like it was 
still a hell of a team they put on the ice. So um, I think that just speaks how good Minnesota is. They went in there and handled them pretty easily, and um, you know they're flying high right now. So we we better be ready. You know, we talked about Minnesota's offensive talent, but this year they came in, coach, and they were talking about how good they were going to be defensively with their skilled defensemen. But yet it seems like they give up quite a few goals as well. So have you seen anything on tape right now that you want to kind of exploit if you can? Well, I, I don't know if, if the exploit is the word because their, their decor is so good. that I think that's the strength of their team. And, you know, when you have a Brock Faber and a Jackson Lacombe and you're putting, you know, Mike Coster is dressing as your seventh D, it's, you know, like – it's, that's ridiculous. So, you know, Ryan Johnson, I mean, they're going to have, you know, probably three guys that sign NHL deals as soon as their season ends on their back end alone. So they're exceptionally good on the back, you know, and and uh, and then obviously up front, they have a ton of talent. So, you know, it, it's just going to be playing hard, playing hard and, and, and knowing we can skate with teams like this because we can. Um, you know, North Dakota went in there on their sheet and took them to overtime both nights and split with them and, we uh, we felt like we matched up really well with North Dakota and played them really really hard. So we've done it. The team's done it. We've just got to kind of erase last weekend and and fix some of the things that weren't going our way. And I think our guys are going to be really dialed. I mean, they, they've had this one circled. Uh, it's going to be a packed house, and and you're going to see our best effort. Let me follow that up real quickly because you brought up North Dakota, and I commented to everybody that would listen as well. That was the best third period I think I've ever seen your team play. Um, and maybe I've ever seen a lot of teams play because you did exactly what you wanted to. You scored early to get the lead, and then you just completely locked them down. And I think you were led by a guy named Doan in block shots and stuff that night. But can you touch on that just a little bit about what were, what it was like to be on that bench in the third period and watch your team do that? Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, that's how you that's how you close out games. You just you you have to skate. You can't sit back. You got to be tight checking. You got to get pucks out and pucks in and pay the price to do that because it's hard to do. Um, and our guys did it. They bought into what exactly needed to be done to, to preserve a lead. We held them to, to no shots through the first 18 minutes of the period. Uh, I think they had three shot attempts, you know, prior to uh, pulling the goalie. And we knew they'd make a push late. You know, you get the extra attacker on and it's going to happen. But the guys ate a lot of pucks and and shut them down. You know, it was, it was probably the best defensive effort we've had as a program in, in our – short seven eight year history um and, and we picked the right team to do it against in the right environment on the right stage and it was it was a huge win for our program and, and one that 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 we won't soon forget for a lot of reasons well i know i won't forget it because i'm sitting here watching it and i'm like <laughs> oh, this is this is this is unbelievable and and to do it in in a place in a building that was had as much green and white in it even more than it would be in an NCAA tournament game. Yeah, that that was that was kind of the the comment from our our Beanpot kids, you know, TJ and the Jacksons and Mastro. They're like, I mean, they've all played in a Beanpot in front of eighteen thousand people, but they're like, this is way better because it's all North Dakota fans. So, I mean, th that's split, you know, through you know four different teams at the Beanpot, so it's not as raucous and and one sided. That was. That was as one side of a, of a neutral, quote unquote, neutral site game as ever going to see. But um, it was awesome. It was just a great and credit to their fans. They got the greatest fans in college hockey. And to to get on a plane and spend the money to go support their team the way they did was really impressive. And um, I know it fired our guys up. And 
they, they, like, we embraced the moment. We embraced the challenge and uh, the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that it was to, to play in an environment like that and on a stage like that. Um, you know, and, and our guys, our guys rose to the occasion and, and then some way I, I just really felt like for 50 minutes, you know, you, you take away the first 10, which weren't even really that bad that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the first goal was just kind of a collision and fluke thing. And then their second one was a bounce over TJ. But, um, after that for 50 minutes, we, we just, we just played so well, you know, and, um, and so that's what this team's capable of. That's what they're capable of. And, you know, we, we followed it up with a sweep at home. And, and again, it was a swing weekend where you go into Clarkson seven and four and you're thinking, all right, worst case, you, you go get a split and you come out eight and five against a really tough schedule and, mm-hmm. um, and off we go. But, but hey, we're still in it. You know, we're 23rd in the pairwise today and right. a lot of opportunity in front of us, especially these next two weeks. Well, as, as, as I said before you came on, uh, you've got at least nine games left against teams ahead of you in the pairwise. Yep. You know, maybe a tenth, depending on how how things work out at the Desert Classic. But uh, you know, it's it's I, I was actually kind of surprised you guys only dropped to twenty three. I was very happy about that, as I'm sure you were. Yeah, no, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't that surprised. I, I mean, the way that you know we I built our schedule and and kind of modeled it out. Um, you know, we, we, we were hoping to be, you know, around 15 by now. And, uh, and had we gone and got one, we probably would. So, you know, 23 is manageable with all the opportunity that we have in front of us. Um, you know, we, we're still right, right in it. And we know I, we have the team to, to do it. We've proven that, um, it's hard to win five straight in college hockey. It's, I mean, you guys know that it's hard, yeah. you know, and, and we did it and, uh, you know, we're 16 seconds away from maybe winning six. So um, we just got to get back after it. You know, the guy, the guy, the guys, this team believes in in, in each other. They really do. Um, there's a genuine belief. And when you have a goalie like we have, um, you're in it. You're in every, you're in it every night. And, and, and we have been, I mean, we're seven and six and two of the losses are in three on three overtime and games. We, we felt like we probably should have won. And then, you know, another one was 16 seconds left. So, I mean, we are, we are, you know, inches from 10 and three, um, you know, and, and we just got to find a way to win those games now. Right, Coach, so- I wanna ask, hold on a second, Paul. I got to get one in about, cause Coach talked about the North Dakota fans and I've okay. uh, had the privilege of being at three weekend series. This will be my fourth now at mullet. And I think your fans have really come alive and really epitomized uh college hockey coach. So congratulations on that. But what has it meant to you guys? And I comment to the players afterwards about, uh, they always seem to celebrate with the fans after a win or after a sweep. And to me, that's college hockey. You know my thoughts about the pep band. I think that's college hockey. Um, does it feel really good right now? Oh, it's incredible. You know, I mean, it, it was one of those things where you didn't really know what to expect prior to our first game. And and then we pulled it off and, and got a big win. And, and I know the boys you know, we wanted to do, you know, some sort of tradition thing where when we swept, they, they got interactive with the student section and, and, and you have to do those things. So they keep coming back. And, and now it's, it's, it's part of the fabric. Those kids all stay and, and, and want to see what our guys are up to and what they're going to pull after a sweep. And it motivates our guys to sweep. And, um, you know, that Colgate loss really stunk. It, it, it was, we wanted to sweep so badly. And, I think our guys were just emotionally drained from the week and <clears throat> didn't have much in the tank, but, but, you know, to bounce back like they did against CC and then, and then Anchorage was, 
was awesome to see. And, and, uh, and I know our guys want to sweep in there as much as possible so they can continue to have fun with the students. Uh, you, you brought up his name and you know, he's played more minutes than anybody. Um, how do you make sure that TJ Semptonfelter doesn't get too tired and too worn out? Well, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, I, I've always said this, like, I, I don't know why goalies are thought of differently than players. <laughs> like it, it does, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like if Josh Doan is expected to play 25 minutes a night skating, why can't a goalie play every game standing? You know, I, I, I you know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't get it. You know, I mean, especially college, like these kids want to go on and play pro hockey. If they can't get through 32 to, to you know, 36 games, how are you going to play pro? You know, so, you know, that, that, does, does that mean TJ is going to get every game this year? No, but um, right now he's earned that and he right. wants it and he's fresh and, and, Last weekend was was absolutely not any indication of chinks in his armor. We, we let him down, and um, you know we had some some really good chances, and their goalie was really good. I think we we got the better of the chances, but um, if you go back and you know really minus that that goal that that they scored on with 16 seconds left, there wasn't much he could do on any of them. And so um, you know he's been so good for us and. We've done it with Joey Decord. Uh, we, we did it the next year with Evan DeBrower. This kid is absolutely capable. That said, Ben and, and Gibby are, are chomping at the bit, waiting in the wings, and, and we're confident when and if they get their chance, we can win with them too. Okay, so uh, asking about some of the other individual players, and I don't think people understand um, the, the difference that, that somebody of his skill makes um, not having Jackson Niedermeyer in, in, that, in that back end, um, a guy who's single-handedly capable of getting the puck out of, his, out of, out of your own zone um, because he's just that gifted offensively, uh, being a former forward. Um, you know, I'm watching some of these games, and I'm like, as good as those guys are playing, uh, his, his absence is obvious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, he's a special player, and – we, we were just so deep up front when we moved him back and Dangus was out, you know, it was one of those things where we, we played him back in a scrimmage preseason and he was so good. I mean, obviously he has it in his bloodlines and, um, and, and talk, I talked to him about it after Bemidji and, and he was all for it. And, and he was so good. He was just so natural. And like you said, he, you know, with his ability to, to move the puck and, and and know what the forwards want coming out of his own. And then also his ability with his skating ability to get it out with his legs. He was kind of like, you know, it felt like Brinson, you know, and, and, um, and so we miss him. We, we do, we miss him and we don't know when he's going to be back. It, it could be long-term. Um, we're, we're, we're going through those, those things right now and, and hoping that it's not, but, um, but yeah, we, we do miss him because he, he was just starting to feel it, you know, and the team was really taking to him being back there and giving us that kind of extra push from the back that we, we, we've needed. Um, so, so hopefully, you know, he gets through it and, and we know he will at some point. Um, but, but we just don't know when. Coach, I want to ask you a couple of things, uh, kind of unrelated to your team, but, um, 
what we've seen in the independents this year, and we're talking about Lindenwood, and I watched Anchorage play you, and then I watched them play a couple of ACHA teams and, and did uh, very well. Um, but just your thoughts, if you could, about how nice it is to have both the Alaskas back and Lindenwood playing the way they are and what that says for college hockey as a whole. It's great. I think it's incredible. I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, the landscape really favors new teams now. You know, I mean, with the portal, you can go get experience and, and get kids that have played college hockey to insert into your lineup right away and, and be competitive. And even LIU, like, they, I think they've only won one game, but but they, they're competitive every night, like every night. You know, they're, they're right there. And um, Lindenwood has is, is probably been taken lightly um, by a lot of teams that they played, and, and, and that's not a good idea, you know, when you're playing against a Rick Zombo coach team and – you take them lightly, they're, they're going to make you pay. And they've done it a number of times already to not to my surprise. I can tell you that. Um, so they're doing a hell of a job. And, th- and then obviously Shaz at Anchorage has got those kids playing really hard. I mean, they got a, a win against Western Michigan, a win at Northern Michigan. They scared the crap out of us on Saturday night, you know, and, and, and that kid that started his first collegiate start was unbelievable in that form. And, and, uh, you know, we, we were like getting to the point where like, man, this kid might steal the game. Um, so, and then obviously what Largie's doing at, at, at Fairbanks, I mean, they're, they're just really good. They're just a really good hockey team. So the independents are, are, are all doing well and, and that's good for us because we play each other, you know, and, and we, we still anticipate that we have a team that, that should be and could be very well in the mix to, to make an NCAA tournament come February. And we need those teams to keep winning. So when we do play them, those games are more rewarding for us to, to win. Well, that's it, right? I mean, people have to understand uh, that uh, in, in a weird way, uh, you guys beat North Dakota. You want them to win every game from here on out. You, yeah. The teams that beat you, you're like, you know, go win every other game now. Yep. Because yeah, you cheer for teams. You cheer for teams you play for. I mean, Colgate's starting. They've won three in a row, and that's good for us. And and they're starting to climb the pairwise. And um, you know, and 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 you know, we played Fairbanks four times. So, yeah. you know, you know, I love Guy Gadowski and, and Penn State, but but I will be cheering for Fairbanks tomorrow. Oh, sure. know? And absolutely. Um, you know, so it it's it's just the way it goes as an independent. You have to. You have to really hope that the teams you play are doing well, and and look at RIT, you know, like yeah, and they're ten and two, and they come in here in, in in January, so things are things are looking, you know, good for us. Um, you know, once we get through this first semester, you know, and 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 get healthy, you know, we need to be in the mix, and I and I know we will be uh, with a ton of home games in the back half against teams that are going to probably be ranked a lot higher than anybody thought. Um, you know, we, we really think we're going to be able to, to give ourselves a chance to get back in. Well, the, the, the fact of the matter is if you look at the standings and, and, and we all know that everybody does, um, there are some races going on that, um, are upside down. Like nobody expected Michigan state to be up near the top of the big 10. Uh, nobody expected AIC to be towards the bottom half of the of Atlantic hockey. Nope. So um, it, it's turned into a crazy season all around. I mean, uh, Cornell is, is – and Yale is really struggling, and you don't ever expect that. Um, 
and yet, you know, there's Harvard uh, right up there in the pairwise. So it is really an upside-down year for a lot, a lot of teams. Um, here's, here's a couple of other non-related questions. Uh, how hard is it to get to Nashua? To where? <laughs> uh, New Hampshire. You got to go oh. up there after dinner. <laughs> we're chartering on that one too. We're lucky oh, enough. Nice. To, we're lucky enough to, to get two this year. So that was the other one. So that one, hopefully, weather permitting, will be a right in on Thursday and then right on on Saturday. Okay. And when I look at the schedule, and um, it's, certain places have uh, different things listed. Uh, those games this weekend are, are they? being streamed or are they on the regular Pac-12 network? They're being streamed. Um, okay. I don't believe we have a Pac-12 network game. I think we have two in the second half. I don't even know if they've solidified which two, but I know that we will have two. Okay. I just, I wasn't sure because different sites say different things. So I wanted to, to, you know, to make sure that uh, I wasn't misreading it and let everybody else know uh, what the story is. Yeah, no, I think it's just a regular stream. Okay. Okay, Coach, I have to ask you about the Desert Classic again because it'll be at Mullet. It'll be the uh, the first weekend in the new year. Your thoughts on the teams that are coming in because Paul and I have had our uh, eyes on it. We think it's going to be a really good tournament. Your thoughts? It's going to be unbelievable. Michigan Tech's Michigan Tech. They're 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 always a pain in the butt to play against, and Joey coaches them hard and. They're always right there at the end of the year to, to get an NCAA tournaments. And um, and so we'll get them the first night. And then BU looks like, you know, the old BU. They, they, they're a team that, that I think has the talent and the depth and, and the experience, which, you know, for five, six years, BU has been very young. And this year, they're actually very old. Um, so, I mean, that, that's a team I think, you know, you know, you could easily anticipate – making a run to get to the frozen four. So um, they're here. And then, and obviously Frank, Frank, you know, Frank's Frank. He, he doesn't back down from anybody. And I gave him the choice of who to play and he picked <laughs> BU because um, they don't get to play teams like that very often. So, um, but he, he, he's proven in the past going to, you know, tournament, you know, NCAA tournaments or whatever that, that he gets his boys ready to go, you know, and, so four really good teams. It's going to be you know no matter who how it you know ends up slicing, uh, everybody's going to get two really good games. Okay, I got to give you a quick comment from from Shaz because uh, I told Paul after uh, the weekend that he spent battling you guys, he was a little cranky. I thought on Tuesday night when they uh, when they beat UNLV, and uh, I said that's not like Shaz. And then. Uh, they got a huge win against the uh, Liberty, and they just dominated from start to finish. That was probably their first or the best game I've seen them play. But uh, afterwards, he had a big smile on his face, and I said, "You're a little cranky after uh, after those games at Arizona State." And he goes, "Yeah, that was tough." <laughs> he said, "I I uh, I knew it was going to be tough. I didn't know it was going to be that tough." And he said, uh, "Greg's team was fantastic, and and they kind of took it to us." And he said, I kind of let the guys know that we're here to Vegas on a cultural trip, but also a hockey trip. And we wanted to get healthy against a couple of really good ACHA teams. Yeah. And, and they took care of business. I watched the game against uh, UNLV and, and I mean, I thought that they controlled the play for the most part, which you expect. Um, and, and uh, UNLV credit to them. They did a hell of a job hanging around and tied it up late. And, uh, and I know that would have been a monumental win, but it was still a great effort for that program. They have a lot to be proud of. And 
And then, you know, I mean, Shaz hammered Liberty the next night, which isn't easy. You know, Liberty's a good team, and they were up and played hard, and it was their two and two, and Liberty's first. And so that's impressive. I'll tell you what, Anchorage is going to win some games. Like, they play hard. They were good. Um, I thought we were, we were just good. Like, I mean, I, I you know, I, I felt like the second night, the three nothing win, it probably should have been, you know, seven, eight goal nothing, you know, win. Yeah. And that's how good their goalie was. Um, so, you know, like I've been there, I, I, you know, obviously it wasn't that long ago. Um, it's, it's, it's tough. And, you know, when you're playing teams that love playing downhill and once they get cranking and the crowd gets into it, it's a little bit of a helpless feeling on the bench. So I, I've been there and, and he won't be there long. I really, I really believe that he's doing a great job and, you know, they're going to start getting some players up there and, and they're going to build quick. They got a really good staff. All right, so back to this weekend for one last question for me, Coach. As we as we watch the game, uh, how is there is there anything that, especially with the juggling you've had to do, uh, is there anything that you're going to be looking for specifically to know if uh, everybody's on their game that night? You talking about this weekend? Yeah, we we just have to skate with this team. You know, like I mean, they they play with a pace that's just fierce and. They come at you in waves, so you, you, you I mean it's cliche, but you you cannot take a, a, a shift off. You cannot take a puck touch off, um, and, and and you have to skate. If we're moving our feet against these guys, you know, as a five man unit, we're going to give ourselves a chance to win at home. Um, it's the first time we've been able to play them not on their ocean, um, and so we're excited about that. But they are a really really good hockey team. They have every piece you could want. Um, they're well coached, and, and like you guys already said, that for whatever reason they like to beat us. So um, we uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to be our very best to get a win this weekend. But I know our guys are up to it, just like they were in in Vegas. And I think we have a team this year that really embraces playing on on kind of the big stage, and that's what they want. They want to play the Duluth. We were really good against Duluth. We felt like we deserved a better fate against Duluth. We were really good against North Dakota and, and our guys are, are preparing mentally to, to do the same thing this weekend. There, there's a belief in our room that, and it's genuine that no matter who we play, we can win and we expect to win. All right. Final one for me is kind of a comment, but uh, I want you to know that your alum out on Long Island, Paul Hornstein, was bleeding bad this weekend for you guys. I don't know oh. if I've ever seen him pull harder, Coach. He wanted you to win those games so bad so that you would come in with a uh, a, a nine and four record or whatever it would have been coming in. But um, he's he's down now. He's back on an even keel. So I think he got him for this weekend. <laughs> I'm looking forward to being in the building because. Uh, I just love what you're doing right there. I think uh, you know this. I've told you this many times. You've built this program the right way. Um, it, it's just now getting a chance to peak, and I think it's probably a little ways away from a peak. But when it does, um, there's going to be some banners hanging in the Mullet Arena. And thank you for your time. Thank you for uh, for always accepting us and letting us in the building and, and letting us do our thing. So uh, good luck this weekend. I'll see you. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. And you're right. We, we got it cranking in the right direction, and, and we're getting closer every day. So we appreciate you, and we'll see you this weekend. Thanks, Coach. Thanks. All right. That's the head coach from Arizona State, Greg Powers, joining us. Uh, folks, if you don't know what this guy does for college hockey, especially in the West, you need to. 
Um, the blueprint was written by uh, Coach Powers for everybody that would like to climb to the next level. Uh, it's no secret. It's everywhere. We're thrilled to have him on. We're thrilled to watch what he's doing and building. And trust me, everywhere I go, people ask about the program. They ask about the building. Have you been there? What do you think of it? Is it a great college rink? Is it what it looks like on TV? Um, so kudos to the coach for, for doing the right thing. And, you know, it's tough when you have injuries and you have to fight through them. Um, it's not an easy task, but, but coach is doing it. He understands it. Um, he's got things uh, under control and, and within his grasp. And I really like Paul, what he said about TJ Semptonfelter. He's going like, why can't he play every game? Oh, listen, yeah. I, listen, <laughs> we've seen that before. It's not like it's never been done, but you know, and, and I kind of, you know, as a former goalie himself, I, I totally get what he's saying, but for some reason he's right. We, we do look at it differently with goalies, you know, um, maybe it's because the spotlight is always on them as individuals, as compared to the rest of the team. Well, I can tell you what I've seen from uh, one TJ Semptonfelter up close and personal is he's up to the task, and uh, I don't think there's going to be a moment unless he's ill that he's going to say, Coach, I can't go. Um, he just he wants that net. He thrives on that net. Um, you know my feelings for him. I think when the season's all said and done, he's top five, maybe top three goaltender in the country, um, which is big praise. But, um, you know, I see a lot of goaltenders. So do you. And I don't know if there's many that are better than him. Uh, I haven't seen too many. Uh, you know, uh, as as I watch these games, uh, there hasn't really been a game where ASU has gone into the game and I say, eh, the the other team has a better goalie. Yep, I will. Yeah, uh, I will uh, say that. Uh, maybe if they play Northeastern. <laughs> yeah. You know, well. maybe if they maybe if they play BU, but that would be about it. I can't really, I you know, I don't really see too many teams that uh, that I would sit here and say uh, it, where it's even an issue in terms of who the goalie, you know, who has the better goalie. And yeah, when you have so the better goalie. You know, you're in you're in that all the time. I mean, you know. Uh, it 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 is a big check mark to have on your side just about every game. Well, and the other thing, Paul, and I think I mentioned this off the air, is that uh, when you play uh, with a solid goaltender, your team plays differently because um, they feel like if they can trust their goaltender one hundred percent, and they know that he can make the big save, they take chances maybe more than they would if they have to play. Uh, a little more defensive style. And I was telling you that this weekend about, um, and, and coach made it pretty clear that none of this weekend's fault was on TJ, but um, I just wonder if maybe the guys would have been reined in, if I can use that word a little more, if they'd have played in front of, say, uh, a Gibson Homer, uh, and maybe maybe looked at him and said, hey, we have to be more focused to detail. And, and he shouldn't think that way, but, uh, you know, I've seen it. I've seen it in front of freshman goaltenders. I told you that at Colorado College that that team is dialed in to do two things, I think, when Caden Embarico is playing. Number one, they want to try to score first and uh, score as many as they can right away and get a lead. And then the other Everything thing is they, their that. attention to detail to play defense uh, 
is just a little more. And that's not because they don't play that way for, for Matt Vernon, for example, but they, they just feel like, hey, we got a freshman goaltender back here. We need to, uh, to, to up our game. Well, you know, I mean, listen, I've seen it go both ways. So I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that you're not accurate. Like I said, I've seen it go both ways. I mean, we've both watched enough hockey over the years where, um, you know, uh, we've seen just about every situation. I don't want to say we've seen everything because when you say that, sure and heck are going to see something you haven't <laughs> seen before. So I don't want to sit here and say that. But uh, all I know is we got a big couple of weeks here. And... Uh, Wow, you know, I mean, you're playing with number one and number two in reverse order, obviously. Yeah, you're Denver playing number two and number one, back to yeah. back. But um, um, one thing that I took away from the conversation was coaches embracing it like he does always. Course, I mean, always. he embraced playing North Dakota. Right. He, you know, there's no fear uh, in playing these guys, and no. all he can see is uh, the benefits of defeating these teams and uh, how big a deal it is for his program. And that's what I was saying about North Dakota is they buckled down and they did what they wanted to in the third period of a hockey game against a really right. good team like North Dakota. And I'm expecting the same this weekend at Mullet against Minnesota. And, uh, you know, depending on the ener energy level and the, and the injury level, I would expect the same coming at, uh, at Denver. Well, listen, uh, we know at least this weekend and that, 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 you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we can't worry about Denver right now, but um, I'm pretty sure that that building is going to be fired up on Friday night and Saturday night. Um, you know, whoever is in the lineup, I think you'll see all kinds of, uh, you know, once again, guys giving it up to, to, to block a shot and so forth and so on. Uh, you make your own breaks, right? And uh, hopefully um, they'll get some guys back, uh, you know, at, at least up front where they don't have to play that top line 25, 26 minutes. And we'll go from there. Yeah, totally agree with you. Uh, the course, it's the big uh, the big football battle too, but that'll be down in Tucson. Yeah, I can't, so, uh, I can't even talk about that. I, I, I can't discuss that because I'm just it's, saying it's happening. It's going to be well, happening know, on Friday just, and, and the big hockey game will be happening on uh, a Friday and Saturday night at Mullet arena. I don't know if there's tickets available, but you maybe can find them on the secondary market. If you can get your way into that building, I would suggest getting there. Um, this is the number two team in the country for a reason. They're loaded with draft picks. They are loaded with talent. And uh, this is uh a team that Arizona State would like to show. Uh, you don't come to the desert and expect wins. You come to the, the desert and expect a really good performance from the opponent. Yeah, well, hopefully. Um, emotions aside, uh, they can use the wins. Um, and just to clarify, uh, my feelings about the other game that we you just mentioned, it had nothing to, has nothing to do with winning and losing in terms of what's going on in any particular year. Just I get no joy out of those games. Only relief when ASU wins. <laughs> you, oh, stop a minute! Now you really got me going. You get no joy in winning or losing against the, the U of A. 
Only one time did I really enjoy myself, and that was a couple of years ago. Oh, when ASU <laughs> returned the opening kickoff. No, I just it, it I get no uh, listen, when the Islanders play that team from Manhattan. I, I hate those games. I get no I, I just get relieved when the <laughs> Islanders win. I get no joy out of it. Because <laughs> if they lose, I'm gonna be completely miserable. <laughs> and if they win, I just like <sighs> so. Oh gosh. It is gonna be a Thanksgiving to remember this year, folks. That reminds uh, me I gotta take stuff out of the freezer. <laughs> okay. You're welcome. <laughs> Okay, um, real quickly, uh, the polls came out. We didn't really dive into them too much. You can find them and look at them as part of the analytics side of, of what's going on. Uh, the only thing that's important is the Super 16, and that's out. True. And I will post it tonight. Uh, now that Paul Hornstein has divulged it, I'll I get cannot to look at it. I believe that you weren't. Now told. I'll get to look at it because I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. So, By uh, the way, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't send it to me, folks, in case you're wondering. I'm not privy to get that from him. So, uh, yeah, I, I I just wing it. Listen, I said, you get outranked by the executive producer. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. Okay, take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, Analytics and Eyeballs have been brought to you by Drury Inns and Suites. Drury Plaza, Lake Buena Vista, the newest official Disney World hotel, is booking now at DruryHotels.com. University of Central Oklahoma, two-time ACHAM1 champions and champions every day in the classroom at ucohockey.net and uco.edu. AT&T Wireless, where new and existing customers get our best deals on every smartphone. Buy Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. San Diego State University, the best of education, California college hockey and lifestyle at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. Behind the mask and behindthemask.com. No one knows goalies' needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. We're at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word perfection. Buy M Drive supplements to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University, join our 20th anniversary celebration. For schedule and ticket information, go to OUHockey.net. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins, works hard to make sure that you get the right car that fits your needs, new or pre-owned. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza, more than just great pizza. You'll love our wing sidekicks and more. Find the location near you at JetsPizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download wherever you get your podcasts from. Subscribe, rate, and review ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW Podcasts. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skates Studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com. Very well done, my friend. A big thank you to the head coach from Arizona State University, the Sun Devils head coach, 
Greg Bowers, for joining us tonight. Always great insight. Uh, it's been too long. When he forgets his password, Paul, we got to get him on yeah. more often. Yeah. Uh, we, we can't have that happen. And so uh, big thank you to uh, the not only coach, but to uh, Paige Shacklett as well for, for setting everything up for us and, thank you. and bringing the coach to us. Big weekend. I call it the biggest weekend in Arizona State hockey history with the Minnesota Gophers, the number two ranked team in the country, coming here to Mullet Arena. I don't know. I don't think there's been a higher-ranked team that's uh, stepped their skates into the state of Arizona before. Didn't uh, Ohio State, weren't they pretty close to number they, one when they came in? Yeah, I think they they were up there, but I can't remember. If, I don't believe they were two, but I could be wrong. Well, And, and they played at Oceanside, too. So, Well, listen, <laughs> certainly they have not played one and two back-to-back. Whether Forget about where they're playing them. They haven't yeah. played them back to back, and they're gonna. But but so. this is a history making weekend for the desert because this oh, is yeah. quality. Not that the other games aren't, but this is really blue blood hockey right now, um, from two teams, one maroon and gold. So uh, we'll find out what happens this weekend. I'll be there. Paul will be in his basement. Um, yep. Hopefully not shoveling out six feet of snow from another snowstorm. But I'm not in Buffalo. <laughs> But anyway, it'll be full of turkey and, and tuned in Friday and Saturday night. We'll say goodnight, little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Uh, hello, New Day, the Sega Night on Analytics and Eyeballs. Good night, everybody. <laughs>